Okay, so anyone who's ever listened to this podcast or who's met a listen person knows that she cannot pronounce anything. I think that's a given at this point. So, throughout your life... Yes. Probably within the past, like, four or five years, I've started to document instances of mispronunciations. Yes, I'm aware of this. Um, so I'm just gonna... I just wanted to run through some of my favorites. Okay. Um, so one time you said, a best test... Instead of saying asbestos, <laughs> you said haiku when you meant to say haiku. Um, one time you were talking about our Uncle Pete and you called him <laughs> Uncle Beats. Wait, when did I do that? I don't remember. I don't remember that. <laughs> Sometime in college. You said bankery instead of bakery. Um, There's a time you said sun green instead of sunscreen. <laughs> you said cleverage instead of cleavage. <laughs> I don't remember any of these. <laughs> you said <laughs> you were trying to say succumb, and you said suscum. <laughs> um, there was one time you were talking about the San Francisco 49ers, <laughs> and you called them the 69ers. <laughs> Clearly, it's something else on my mind. Yeah. You also were talking about a dill pickle. You oh. called it a dickle. <laughs> Well, that one I did tell you about. I texted you about that one. I did that at work. Um, This one we referenced last podcast, but you said G-Day instead of a DJ. Yes, I did say There was, might have been alcohol involved in that one. Possibly, yes. You texted me once that you said Cole Fuller's. Cole Fuller's. Instead of Fall Colors. Yes. And I think my favorite of all time is... Oh, I know, yeah. (laughs) You used to forget about cat complication. Oh, yeah. The cat complication instead of cat compilation. Yes, that was the that was what started it. Yeah, yeah. There was this time we lived in a house together in college, and we were in two separate rooms, but we could see each other, and we were listening to Grease. Grease lightning. And the line is, "It's electrifying." And Alyssa, would you like to tell me what you're saying? <laughs> There's a. It's it's not actually grease lightning. It's um. You're the one that I want. Yes. It's electrifying. For some reason, my mouth, um, I couldn't stop it. I could hear it coming out of my mouth, and I tried to stop it, but um, I couldn't. Um, Instead of saying, it's electrifying, I said, it's erectifying. And I would, I looked at Alyssa's face as she was saying it, and it was like she knew what was happening, but she couldn't stop it. I knew what was happening, yes. And probably ten minutes later, I just, I couldn't stop laughing. You... There was a point where I was in my bedroom later, and I could hear you just laughing, because our bedrooms were right next to each other, and I just heard laughing, and I texted her, and I said, are you thinking about erectifying? And you said, yes, I'm still laughing about it. I mean, and, and there's, since we started this podcast, there's probably been like five or ten different times when I've been editing, and I'll just catch you stumbling over word like four or five it times. It happens very commonly. It's good stuff. It's just a part of my life that I've come to accept. Yeah. Um, I told you in the podcast that the Asasiago one, right? Yeah. Instead of saying Asiago, I said Asasiago. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, it certainly happens a lot. Yeah, you definitely have issues with the words coming out. The tongue tiedness. Yes. Yes. I I certainly do. So I just thought that I'd share that with everyone today. Yes, I'm sure everyone appreciates it. Yeah. So uh, fun stuff. Cheers.
Hey there, little monsters. This is Research Rank Repeat. And this is Hannah. This is Alyssa. And we are coming at you with our first music ranking? Our first proper music ranking. Because we did music ranking with our wedding songs. But that was kind of like a silly, fun one. This is serious. Seriously Gaga. It's Lady Gaga. It's Lady Gaga. Now this is a fun one because this is what was really the inspiration for this podcast is we I think we talked about it in our first episode mm-hmm. is that we used to rank music. We would do either artists or decades or genres of music and we would go through and rank um, songs and we are now doing it in a podcast form and our first selection that we had decided to do was Lady Gaga. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like going back to our roots a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lady Gaga, she's a queen. She is. Certainly. Yeah. Cultural all, icon. Yeah, I think that's all that needs to be yeah. said. If you don't know who Lady Gaga is, who are you and what are you doing with your life? That's true. Just some background. Lady Gaga. Right. So, her real name is Stefani Joanne Angelina Germanata. Okay. Which... I watched a YouTube video a couple times to make sure I was saying that. You watched the YouTube video five minutes ago. Of Lady Gaga actually saying her name. Yes. Um, So she is a American singer, songwriter, and actress. She rose to fame in 2008 with her debut studio album, The Fame. Um, Actually, originally she was dropped by her record label and picked up by uh, Akon's record label. Okay. And that's after that she, about a year later is when she released her first album. She also went to Juilliard. Yeah. Yes. Did she? I thought she went to Juilliard. No, it was a school in New York, but it wasn't Juilliard. (laughs) Did you not write it down? No, but it didn't. I thought it was Juilliard. It wasn't Juilliard. She dropped out. It was not Juilliard. She went to NYU. Okay. School of the Arts. Right, so not Juilliard. So after she did her debut studio album, she released an EP, which included songs from that in addition to other hits as well. Bad Romance. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, her next five studio albums all debuted in the U.S. Billboard 200. In addition to music, she's also played roles in American Horror Story. She was lead actress in A Star is Born, and she did receive a Golden Globe for Best Actress in American Horror Story. In total, she's won 11 Grammy Awards. And she was the first woman to win an Academy Award, Grammy, a BAFTA, and a Golden Globe in one year. Nice. And uh, she sold 127 million albums. Sorry. 127 million records worldwide. She's the fourth highest earning female of the 2010s. Okay. Um, She's won a bunch of, like, MTV awards. I mentioned Grammys. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of awards in general. Yes. She's done a lot of philanthropy, activism focused on mental health and LGBTQ rights. She has a like an organization mm-hmm. called Born This Way, which is basically right, like an LGBTQ song. rights yes. group. Mm-hmm. She also launched a vegan cosmetics brand in 2019. In addition to, she also has written songs for Britney Spears, New Kids on the Block, and other artists as well. Did Do you, you <laughs> have the origins of her name, Lady Gaga? Do you know where So it came from. from a queen. It's called Radio Gaga. Right. Yes. So she drew inspiration from that. Yes. 
and it's interesting she said she got a lot of her style inspiration Mm -hmm. from her mom okay um obviously she's known for her image yes very well known for her image and you know i said she was the fourth highest earning female in the 2010s she was huge in the 2010s and i mean she still is she still is so the fame came out when i was in eighth grade Mm -hmm. and she was one of the biggest artists of high school Mm -hmm. for sure she was everywhere and her music was everywhere i mean i remember you would turn on the radio and like multiple Mm -hmm. stations they'd be playing her music i mean obviously she been talked about a lot she had you know her meets uh meet dress moment it's interesting because she made an image of herself that was very like costume heavy Mm -hmm. very look specific and i think that helped her get to a point where she then could just do whatever she wanted yeah. Because she had reached a level of fame and notoriety that she then could make an album with Tony Bennett. You right. know, like, solely based on her own musical, like, talent. Yeah. It's interesting, too, to look at her albums because you get the album you mentioned with Tony Bennett, which she's actually releasing another one in this next coming year with him mm-hmm. that she's written. She obviously has the soundtrack from A Star Is Born. She has joanne which is more of like yes. a folky contemporary yeah. yeah and then she's got the album i think it's born this way yes which is more like edm mm-hmm. sort of dance music vibe right so she's very much not stuck to a certain genre, uh, genre. similar to um taylor swift mm-hmm. in that taylor swift evolved her sound i mean certainly it was different in that she started with country and then kind of went through many different genres and was able to to successfully be in many different genres lady gaga is a similar way where she started in the very like dance pop scene Mm -hmm. and then evolved from there honestly she kind of like went full circle in a way her newest album feels very old gaga i agree like like more like born this way type music i also think she's smartly kind of evolved with what's popular at the time yes you know when you look at her edm track Mm -hmm. it came out within a lot of bands artists were doing edm when you look at her folk album, it kind of came right. out when a lot of artists were doing that sort of album. So she's kind of tailoring it to what's popular at the time, but it I feel like right. it works. And I feel like Kesha and Lady Gaga kind of have the same thing where their original sound wasn't necessarily fit for their vocal range mm-hmm. because they both are very good singers, but their original material didn't necessarily reflect that. It was more focused on, like, the... The sound. The production. And the production, in, in yeah. the theatrics of it. But um, I just specifically want to give a special shout-out to... There's a live performance where Lady Gaga did a tribute to The Sound of Music mm-hmm. at the... I think it's the 2015 Oscars, and I think that is the most... For anyone who isn't aware of how talented she is of a singer, like, that is is such a is strong performance because mm-hmm. those songs are not easy to perform like julie andrews we've already talked about how much of a queen she is but like those are not easy songs yeah. and she nailed them she did such a great job in that performance if you want to look it up i'm sure you could find it on youtube somewhere but yeah and that's just, that's yeah. the sort of performance where if you don't nail it you're gonna get scrutinized yeah yeah and i mean she just recently did the joe biden inauguration she did yes. the uh what did she sing? Did she do the national anthem? No, it's a... Um, um, God Bless America? Yeah, I think God Bless America. Yeah. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. Who did the national anthem? I don't know. I thought it was Lady Gaga. I think it was Lady Gaga. Yeah, I thought she did the national anthem. Okay. Anyways, so she's one of those people who, 
you know, really rose to fame in 2010, yes. but has remained relevant. I think, yeah. you know, Star is Born just came out a couple two, years ago. three years ago. Mm-hmm. So obviously, she, and I mean, Star is Born is a remake. It's been remade a couple right. times. Yes. Um, you know, Barbara Streisand's been in it, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, I think she was an American Horror Story. I remember, I'd never have seen it, but people I really praised either. her performance. She obviously, she yeah. won a Grammy for it. Right. Um, so I think she's one of those people who's been able to transcend multiple categories. Obviously, right. she's done songwriting as well. And clearly is very talented. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to me that, you know, I think she spent a large chunk of her career so focused, everyone was so focused on her image. Right. And I feel like now she's just trying to get people to focus on her music. Yeah. Which I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with having people focus on your image. Exactly. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with her having used her image to promote yeah. her music because clearly it worked. She was able to gain a following and a career based on that. I mean, you have a lot of artists who do yeah. that. Madonna. I mean, same with, like, yeah, like, Kesha. Like yeah. You have Madonna. a lot of people who did yeah. it, which there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Britney Spears, in a way. You know. You know. But, yeah, so that's some background. Um, so what we've done is... Obviously, she has a ton of songs. She has a large discontography. Which um, we weren't going to sit here and go was through. It, is it six studio albums she's had? Yeah, and I mean, she's been featured on songs. Like, she's yes. had a lot of singles, everything like that. So we weren't going to sit and go through like a hundred something yes. plus songs. We normally, when we used to do this, we would do like top 15, top 10 songs. We ended up going with 12. We picked 12 songs. There's no really, really... There's not really a reason why we pick 12. It just... We just, like, sometimes we just like the number 12. Yeah. I think it's one of Hannah's favorite numbers. Yeah. So. And, um, unfortunately, we can't play the music clips because of copyright. Yeah, we don't, clearly, we don't have a large <laughs> audience, and we're well aware of that. But also, just in the off chance that Lady Gaga's label, like, happens to hear us playing music and, like, want to sue us for like, a large portion of money, we are not rich people, and we don't want to get copyrighted, so... It's not worth it. It's not worth so it. So basically, we're going to go through, say, our favorite songs and just kind of give a little reasoning why. That's pretty much it for yeah. this. All right. Yeah. So, so let's get into the ranking. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I can start. Okay. All right. Um. So I would actually like to give a slight honorable mention. We talked about this prior to recording this podcast but in Lady Gaga's newest album Chromatica there is um the transition between Chromatica 2 to 911 is such a good beat change and I just wanted to give an honorable mention to 911 did not make my list but it was very close to making it but specifically the Chromatica 2 to 911 beat shift is so great yeah. One was used in a bunch of, like, TikToks and, like, videos and things. Um, was, like, a trend and was very big. And just want to give a quick honorable mention to that song. I just want to, like, mention something that I was just thinking about. She's had a lot of songs with some big, pe- like, big artists. Yeah. Like, she had uh, Beyonce. Beyonce, Elton John. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. And also she's Elton Her's- John's two of his kids. She's the godmother. Hmm. So, nice. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Christina Aguilera. Yeah. She did a song with. Yeah. So she's done um, a lot with people. Right. So my song for number 12 is Anything Goes, which is on um, the album Cheek to Cheek with Tony Bennett. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like I needed to include a song from that album because although like that type of music is not necessarily something that I would listen to, I just was really entertained by it. Clearly, Tony Bennett is a is an iconic, legendary singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he's still producing music at the age he's at now 
and the fact that they work so well together like their vocal ranges work really well together so I just really appreciated it and and liked it and I felt necessary to include something from that and the fact too he has Alzheimer's he's had it for two three years Mm -hmm. and I was reading you know his wife said when he goes in and records music he can remember all the words yeah which we talked about before like the music therapy right yeah music therapy um so the fact that he can do that and you know even if he can't remember everything he can go and record a whole Mm -hmm. album is is pretty crazy yeah okay so number 12 i went with um it's always remember us this way it's from shallow or sorry star is born a star is born the reason I, i mean i haven't seen a star is born i also have not seen a star is born which we talked about the fact that you know watching a musical movie sometimes changes your opinion on songs i know shallow's the big song from this movie I, maybe because it's been overplayed on the radio but this to me was my favorite song off that album mm-hmm. that's the reason why i went with it i considered any that song it was close and it, it was certainly on my list before i was cutting things down i was planning to watch a star is born but then i didn't <laughs> life happens as life as life goes um anything goes for number 11, I have Just Dance, which is off her titular album, The Fame. So this song is incredibly nostalgic. It, like I said, like this album came out when I was in eighth grade, so it's been over a decade, you know, that this song has been around. And I certainly still love this song, but I can recognize that it's not, it's not as strong as some of her other songs are. But I still like it, and I still think it's a good hit. There's not a lot of depth in this song, but, like, it, it's just catchy. I'd be curious to see if you had this song, because I okay. didn't think this was one of your favorites. So number 11, I went with You and I. Um, the reason, because I remember when this song came out, it was kind of different than everything she had put out at that point. And I've always liked the song. Um, I recognize the fact that I think there's better songs than it. But I actually really like the lyrics in this song. I think it's very lyrically based, and I kind of enjoy that. Yeah. So for number 10, I have Sinner's Prayer, which is on um, her album Joanne. Mm -hmm. And this is a song that I honestly don't know if I've ever heard before, before listening to all these in order. But I think the reason I like it is specifically on that album she we had mentioned that it felt very contemporary very like folky this song invoked a lot of feelings of billy joel's ballad of billy the kid which is is kind of like a sleeper hit for me like i like that song a lot um for the storytelling and i feel like this song feels country in a way that's not annoying Mm -hmm. like it tells a story and i just really like the musical organization of the song yeah so number 10 i went with perfect illusion it's also off of joanne to me and this is the only song i picked off that album okay i'm gonna say there was a couple on that album that i was kind of choosing between but i don't know this song to me like when it gets to the hook chorus and i'll mention this again but like Lady Gaga has a way of writing these, like, hooks and choruses that's so catchy. Yes. And even some of the songs I don't think are necessarily her strongest songs, like, have these really catchy hooks, which makes Mm -hmm. it difficult to rank. But to me, it has one of those, like, really catchy hooks. And I like the beat of it. I like the... I feel like as soon as I hear it, I'm, like, kind of bopping along to it. It also, um, it builds well. It's a good building song. I agree. So, um, for number nine, I have, um... 
So. I'm on the deep edge, <laughs> watch as I dive in. I'll never meet the crowd. Number nine in the shallow. Number nine is shallow. So again, as we've mentioned, I've never seen A Star is Born. Um, and this song certainly was so overplayed. But I think I've reached the point where it stopped being played. And I now can go back and recognize that it's a well-crafted song. Mm-hmm. The build is really nice because it it starts as this kind of soft tone and then it builds and Bradley Cooper is a fine singer, but he clearly doesn't have pipes. So she is able to build a song to a point where she can, you know, clearly show her vocal range. So um, that's my one song from A Star Is Born. Yeah. Fair. Okay. So number nine, I went with Paparazzi. Paparazzi. I mean, this is one of her older songs. This is from her first album. And it's one of the, one of the early songs I remember hearing from her on the radio. I think it's one of those songs, though, to me, that holds up. Yeah. You know, um, I don't... This album was... The Fame. 2008? 2009? 2008. It was 2008, yeah. So it's been 20... No. <laughs> 20... <laughs> Sorry. It's 12 like years. Yeah, 12, 12 13 years. Yes. Um, I think it still holds up. I just... I don't know. I've always really liked Paparazzi, and mm-hmm. it's lower on my list because I think, you know, in terms of the writing of it, I think there's definitely better written songs. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of, like, having a catchy hook, having a good beat... Uh, it's definitely up there for me. So for number na- eight, sorry, number eight, I have Alejandro. Ale Alejandro, Ale Alejandro. Alejandro. Don't call my name. Fernando. I'm not your babe. San Francisco. It's Roberto. Okay. But okay. That's fine. Um, I just really like the structure of, of Alejandro. Just the beat's really good and the way that the music is written it's weird because Alejandro wasn't really a song that I liked when it came out and when I heard it. Like, I thought it was fine. But in retrospect, going back, I, like, really liked it a lot more than I remembered liking it. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so number eight, I did Fun Tonight, which is off her latest album. So this album, to me, is... This is really the first time I had sat down and listened to the whole album as a collective uh, project. Mm-hmm. And so I think this one is the one that I had the hardest time picking songs off of because I'm so used to, you know, there's some of these songs I've been listening to for 10 plus years and I've listened to a lot of times. But to me, this one, like, again, the way it builds, like, Mm -hmm. I really like the way it builds. I think the chorus is really good. Of all the songs on that album, it was the one that I remember waking up in the morning one day Mm -hmm. and that was like the first song that came to my head. Yeah. So it stuck with me the most. That song is not on my list, but I had a really hard time with the newest album because I listened to it sometime last year when it came out. I remember I went through and listened to the entirety of the album and it's hard to compare it to, like you said, songs that we've been hearing for over Mm -hmm. 10 years. So for number seven, Poker Face. Russian roulette. Sorry, I... <laughs> Russian roulette is not the same without the gun. But you know, if it's not rough, it isn't fun, Hannah. Um, so I think Poker Face is the best song off of her first album, The Fame. And it's interesting because I don't think Poker Face is necessarily a strong song. There's nothing like lyrically challenging about it, but there's something about that beat that is just so catchy. And anytime, for some reason, anytime I think of Poker Face, I just think of the trailer for Easy A. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what I related to, but there, I don't know what it is about Poker Face that I just still like about it and I still think works. It's just, it's just very catchy. So number seven, I went with Alejandro, which you already had said. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. When it first came out, I remember it was so overplayed on the radio that I just like, I didn't enjoy it. And I listened to it and I assumed I was going to cut it. And I remember listening to it and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll keep it for my next round of cuts. And it kept staying. And I finally got to the Mm -hmm. point where I was like, this is actually a pretty decently like composed and like the way the song is organized and all the components of it, they actually work really well together. Mm-hmm. That was one of the songs that I was actually surprised stayed on my list. Yeah. To be honest. I agree. Yeah. For number six, I have Million Reasons. I, so Lady Gaga generally doesn't do like the slow ballads. And this is one that I think really works. And I just like like the, the way it builds. Because it doesn't ever build to you know be like it's not like shallow where like it starts slow and Mm -hmm. it builds this like extravagant thing like it still stays pretty slow but i just really like the way the song is composed yeah i agree number six i went with poker face i agree i think it's her best song off her first album i also agree that it's maybe not the best song in general but there's just something so catchy about it. I, I don't even know what it is, but it's like that do 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 do. It's mom, the mom, mom, mom. It's almost the beat mixed with how she sort of is using like vowel like sounds yeah. almost. But it's when I was ranking my list, I I thought it might make my list, and I was thinking maybe it'd be like bottom three, bottom mm-hmm. four. But it kept going up on my list, and I was like, it's just so catchy. And I, I understand the fact that it's not. I would I wouldn't say it's even one of like her top ten best written songs, right. but it's just something about that song is so catchy. So um, for number five, I had you and I, and you mentioned that you remember me not liking this song, and I had forgotten that I didn't really like this song. But when I was listening to this album, the Born This Way album. This was the album that I had the hardest time cutting songs from. There were so many good songs that I just genuinely liked. And this is one of them that you you said it sounded so different from majority of the things we had seen up until that point from her. And I agree. I think the structure and the musical uh, direction and like the vocal range is just done really well. And I in what listening to it now, I... I really like it. Yeah, because I remember, I, I didn't think that you liked the song that much. Yeah, I, I certainly remember, I don't remember disliking it, but I remember it was on the radio a lot. Yeah. And I didn't particularly, like, would go out of my way to listen to yeah. it. And I think Born This Way might be her strongest collective album. I think I might agree with that from, as well. From top to bottom. From top to bottom, um, Also, yeah. um, you and I, the music video, it was filmed in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. It's where she met Taylor Kinney. He was in the music video with her. They ended mm-hmm. up, they were engaged for yes. like six, seven years. Mm-hmm. They're not together anymore, right. but that's where she originally met him on that set. Just to bring up her music videos. Yes, because we were talking about maybe ranking our favorite music videos and I was like, oh, you know what? I don't, I'm not too familiar with her music videos. You were like, <laughs> I'm very familiar with her music videos. I, throughout the years, I certainly remember going on YouTube and watching music videos and um, one that stands out, I remember the telephone music video was such a big deal because it was like a 10 minute long thing and 
her music videos were always especially in the early days were Mm -hmm. very like costume and theatrical and i'll get to one specific music video when i get to the song that it goes with but um certainly she is well known for having very like dramatic over-the-top music Mm -hmm. videos i mean you got to appreciate someone who puts a lot of effort into them Mm -hmm. It, it says a lot about, like, her as trying to be an artist, an individual. And also, like, choreography. I've always really appreciated that she's always done choreography that works for her. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, like, you know, like, sexy choreography or, you know, a certain type of choreography. It's just, like, it's it fits her. Like, it right. suits her. And I've always, like, that I can respect that her type of music and the way she wants to dance. Yeah. So, number five, I went with... It's Highway Unicorn, uh, Road to Love. Mm-hmm. And I was not familiar with the song prior to listening to this l- collective list. But that opening, like, ten seconds, like, immediately hooked me. And mm-hmm. I was, like, very intrigued. And then they go back to it. That's, like, kind of the chorus. I don't know that the in-between parts are necessarily as strong. Mm-hmm. But, like I mentioned, she's got some of those choruses that just, like, reel you in. And I, I don't know that mm-hmm. the song is necessarily that good. I think I was played by Lady Gaga, <laughs> um, which I appreciate. Yeah. But, yeah, I just love That's maybe one of my favorite chorus slash hooks mm-hmm. out of all of her songs. For number four, I have Mary of the Night, which is um, also on the Born This Way album. And this was not a song I remember... I think I had heard, but, like, I never, like, paid attention to. And in listening to this album back, I was instinctively drawn to this song. I think the way it builds is really well done. Like you said, like, she does choruses and, like, catchy bits so well. And there's something about this song that I just really, really liked. So number four, I would just dance. And it was interesting because you said, you know, that you don't know why you really put that song on your list. And I'm kind of the same. Like, I don't know how it ended up fourth. But I don't know what it is about Just Dance. I don't know if it's because that was just one of those songs we grew up with and it's just nostalgia at this point, but it's so catchy and it's like, I don't think it's that good of a song. I'm pretty sure at this point I'm being brainwashed by Lady Gaga, <laughs> which, you know, I'm okay Fair. with. I'm yeah, okay I'm okay with that. With that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, somehow it ended up fourth. So, All right, top three. Be so- interested to see if we have any in common i think we're gonna have to at least have one or two yeah. i think for number three i have rain on me which is lady gaga's song off of uh her newest album chromatica with ariana grande and i just i don't know if it's because of covid you know being cooped up and not being able to go out and dance and things like that but this is like if i could go out and dance this is what i would want to dance to yeah. Like, there's this beat drop where she just goes, like, brain on me. And I'm like, there's something about this song that feels so old, like, Lady Gaga from, like, her second and third album. It just, mm-hmm. like, feels like that. And, like, Ariana Grande sounds really good on this song. And I like their combination together. And from her newest stuff, that's the one that I was most like, oh, I'm really into this. Okay, so number three, I went with Dance in the Dark, which, again, was a song I was not that familiar with. Um, it's from Fame, and similar to Highway Unicorn, it's one of those songs where, again, the chorus just got me. Mm-hmm. And I actually really like this song as a whole. I think it's, like, really well planned out, almost, like, mapped mm-hmm. out on how the direction they wanted the song to go. So, this one cropped up on me for sure. My number two song. 
is what I think your number one song is going to be. My number two song is Edge of Glory. And this song was my summer jam of one year of high school. I can't remember if it was 2011 or 2012, but there was one summer this song came out and I just jammed in my car, in friends' cars. It was just everywhere and I loved it. And it's such a big song. It builds and it's big. There's something about it that just feels so like empowering in a way. This song is one I immediately liked and I've continued to like. Like I've never wavered on how much I liked it and I could listen to it over and over and I did listen to it over and over when it came out and I never got sick of it. Sick of it. Sick of not it. sick of it. Okay. Um, number two, Bad Romance. Ra ra. Uh uh uh. Rama. Rama ma. Watch your bad romance. Ooh la la. So to me, this is one of the first songs of hers I remember hearing. And it was huge when it came out. It was huge. Yeah, and I think, to me, it's got one of the catchiest intros. Maybe of any song. Um, You just hear the... (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Um, Nailed it. Since we can't risk copyright. <laughs> Don't worry, they won't know what you're saying. <laughs> it won't pick up on, on the copyright radar. Um, so off-key. But it's one of those songs where I've never disliked this song. You know, some of these songs, like Alejandro, like I didn't like when they came out, now I like it. It's one of those songs that I've consistently liked. I think it's really catchy. I think there's so many different aspects to the song, too. It, it switches so many times that you're kind of like, what is happening but you also love it and i feel like if i was gonna have a self-titled book besides three years of mute it would be bad romance (laughs) so (laughs) yeah all right so we finally reached my number one song number one i have bad romance and you said it this song was huge there's so much going on in this song so many different elements that just work so well together and it's a song i think of her albums and her songs and discontography that i think stands the test of time i put the song on out like on playlists currently like i've had it on playlists that i made this year or last year and i mentioned earlier like iconic lady gaga music videos and this music video for bad romance is certainly the one I think of when I think of her music videos. It's also interesting because this song is almost five minutes long. Mm -hmm. It's very rare that a pop song, a popular pop song, is that long. You know, normally you aim for the two to three minute range, but this one's like almost five minutes long. And it was, it was huge. It was everywhere. I'm still not really sure what it is that works so well, but it, I think it's her best song. It expands from the music she made from her first album, but it allows her to show her vocal range. And I think maybe that's why I like it, but I think that's her best song. I mean, so ultimately we we agree on the top two, just different order, because my number one would be, it's going to be Edge of Glory. So it's interesting because you said you thought this would be my number one song. Yes. Obviously you remembered how much I liked this song as a kid. I do. Um, This song, interesting, is over five minutes. Yes. So it's another one another of her songs. One. Right. Where pop songs normally don't work that length. 
I think this song, like, to me, it just... For some reason, like, when I listen to this song, it, like, makes me feel like I can do anything I want in the world. Yeah, it's empowering. And I think it it's, like, a story almost within a song. Because it's five minutes, you get the build, you get that massive chorus. Again, I think it's one of those songs that shows off her vocals. A lot of her early songs I don't think necessarily showed how strong her vocals were, but I agree. Like, Bad Romance and Edge of Glory really do. Um, and it's just, like, I always feel good when I listen to it. Like you said with Bad Romance, like, I put this song on playlists, road trip playlists all the time. If I need a song to pick me up, it's gonna be Edge of Glory. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, we sh- do you want to run through our rankings one more time? Yeah, you want to go first? Sure. So, for... Um, my ranking order, I, number 12, I had Anything Goes, number 11, Just Dance, number 10, Sinner's Prayer, 9, Shallow, 8, Alejandro, 7, Poker Face, 6, Million Reasons, 5, You and I, 4, Marry the Night, 3, Rain on Me, 2, Edge of Glory, and 1, Bad Romance. And then for mine, number 12, I had Always Remember Us This Way. 11 was you and I, 10 perfect illusion, 9 paparazzi, 8 fun tonight, 7 Alejandro, 6 poker face, 5 highway unicorn, 4 just dance, 3 dance in the dark, 2 bad romance, and 1 edge of glory. So I think we can all agree though that Lady Gaga's greatest lyric of all time is let's have some fun, this beat is sick. I, I want, want to take, take a ride, ride on your disco stick. When I heard that line, I just, like, short-circuited for a second. <laughs> and I was like, is this real? <laughs> like, am I listening to someone wanting to take a ride on someone's disco stick? Do you not remember that when we were in either seventh grade? No, I cannot say I remember this song. You don't? No. So, we were on a volleyball team together. And this yeah. certainly was a thing that we talked about in volleyball. Maybe you just weren't there. I don't know because like, or I, you were still too innocent to know these things. Probably because I certainly remember that. Like I heard this song in the cars driving to work, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, let me take it back a minute." Because I was like, "Is this is this what I'm hearing?" To be fair, Hannah, for some reason, just like didn't pick up on innuendos in music. I was a very naive child in high school. Hannah loved whistle. Let me blow. You blow my whistle, baby. I mean, I knew what that meant. Put your lips... Yeah, but you, like, loved the song, and I was like, mm, maybe yeah, there we was shouldn't a, play it. There was a song I had um, for my cousin for a phone ringtone. Bedrock. And I didn't understand that. Yeah. I can make your bedrock. And Alyssa told me you might not want to use it as your ringtone, because if mom hears that, she might, um... Yes, this is what I told you. I said, maybe not do that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. But yes, I certainly remember when I was... 13 or 14 the line let's have some fun this beat is sick i want to take a ride on your disco stick let's play a love game love game love game are you in the game yes no (laughs) no anyways um that was our lady gaga ranking clearly she has so many songs and there's i mean we didn't even have like half the same songs on our list which I think says a lot about her as an artist. And we also both didn't include quite a few of her, like, popular hits. Like, I kind of felt bad about not including Born This Way. Well, but, like, it's also never been one of my favorite songs of hers. Well, actually, Born This Way is yeah. really controversial. Is it? So, okay. there's a lot of 
there's a couple lines that like people consider like racial slurs. Oh, okay. There's also a lot of backlash from the LGBTQ community saying that she was trying to be like a gay savior. I see. Okay. So I've never really personally thought it was my favorite. I mean, her found she does have a Born This Way foundation. Yeah. I read an article about how they felt like that was sort of a game changing music mm-hmm. uh, moment. Yeah. Because she kind of released a whole song basically about like accepting right. of people and she mentions mentions like transgender right yes which was it was 2010s right yeah so it was a very controversial subject mm-hmm. and i think she's kind of made a career out of being not, controversial not really caring what people thought yeah. about her right similar to other artists mm-hmm. where they just don't really care about what the public's gonna think right so on art pop which is an album we picked none of us picked songs on there was a song she did um do what you want mm-hmm. that i actually I really liked. I really liked that song, but it is a song she did with R. Kelly, and you We're know, not gonna... if, if male music artists could just stop being terrible, I'm not not all, but too many. Um, yeah. And she removed the song from all streaming services, and she does have a version of the song that she did with Christina Aguilera, but I just don't think it's as good as the original. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe if she could re-record it with someone who wasn't a terrible human being, that song would have been on my list. But, you know, I respect that she is like, yeah, I don't want this song making any money um, money from it. Yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, overall she's one of those artists who, in terms of, like, kind of defined our generation mm-hmm. a bit. Um, and, like, cultural impact. Yeah, I yeah. mean, she very much has always kind of been true to herself. Mm-hmm regardless of what people think, for better or worse. Right. We will, we're planning to do more of these music uh, ones in the future. We have a few planned. One we can't do until we're happy. Because it would just bring us to our lowest point. (laughs) It is certainly sad and depressing. And not in the way you think. You won't be thinking what, what type of music we're doing. I mean, we, we want to try and do a variety, so if anyone has any um, suggestions for artists, bands, even genres or decades, right. um, our email address is in the outro. Yep. You can send us an email. Or or if you know us, you DM. can just shoot us a text. Yeah, you can just tell us what we've done wrong, because yeah. I certainly have had that, where it's like, hey, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You get got some, it. Get some feedback. We're on Instagram. We are. Um, um, I've never mentioned this. We do have a Twitter. Do we? Which I set up. I don't know if I'll keep it, but <laughs> do that... you post on it? Yeah, there are posts. Really? I do post every week. Why haven't you told me that you do? Because you don't post. have Twitter, so I mean, I, technically, I have Twitter. Yeah. I just don't use it. Um, but if you search uh, "research rank repeat," we come up on there what? as well. What? You just didn't decided not to tell me. I was going to tell Twitter. you. This oh. was me telling you. I thought it'd be more fun to it's tell you live. Like, it's been like ten weeks. I mean, I didn't set it up at the beginning. Okay. But yeah, so we I huh, post. Okay. You know. Um, <laughs> I post the episodes when they come out on there. That's pretty much all we post. But I followed okay. Melinda Doolittle and hope she would follow us I back and love get her Doolittle. on the podcast. Gotta love Melinda Doolittle Because so if much. we ever do American Idol, I want Melinda on. Yeah, she so has her own podcast. She does. Yeah. You know, we have so many ideas, but we actually are going to be having a guest on yeah. an episode soon. And we're, we actually have several guests planned in the future, but we have one that we've kind of set up and we are looking forward to doing. And yeah, it was um, one of the first people who listened, Tess listened to our podcast before we released it. Yes. Gave us some feedback, which was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we got a couple of fun ones coming up. 
We got kind of a random one coming up that was suggested to us by our brother. Yes, he gave us a suggestion. So maybe he'll it. make an appearance on there. I'm not sure. Maybe. We don't know. We'll see. But yeah, so we got a guest episode coming up at some point. And uh, yeah, if you guys have any ideas for episodes you want, just shoot us an email or mm-hmm. DM, whatever you want. Yep. On our Twitter that Elissa didn't know about. Slide into our DMs. Don't do that because <laughs> I will not respond to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much All it. Right. Sounds good. Don't call my name. Fernando. I'm and don't your, take I'm a ride not, on a disco stick. Unless you want to. If you want to, go ahead, because we're yeah. not here to judge. Who am I to judge? Goodbye. Bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's R, the number three, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat.